0: the falcon was a priest
1: The night is long and quiet, but I'm good at listening. Sit down, I'll catch you up. Our boys began this leg of their journey in somewhere, you may or may not recall. It's an island far down in the dry southern desert, all pale sands and dry heat, but for the oasis in the center of the island, and the agave farm and tequila distillery in Paradise Prison but a few days away. Ock spent some time there before meeting Henry at his antique shop in somewhere. Anyways, we... Started with Metal Goodlove, Henry's daddy, letting them know that they're allowing Henry to decide if he wants to go on and make that deal with Sheriff Donna. You know, the one that exchanges the ownership of the Goodlove rail line to Donna and Maggie, in exchange for one, Lachlan.
2: Good night, then! And i leave.
1: Well, fuck! Too bad Metal won't solve this for him, especially with the mess they're in, with Kian having already broken Lachlan out of jail. Strange, Donna hasn't seemed fit to mention that yet.
0: It's going to get very complicated very quickly, so So
3: if we just initiate another jail visit, then she will have to come forward and admit that she no longer has Lachlan under her care.
1: When they do go to visit her, she claims Lachlan's not in jail. No, he's been shipped to Paradise Prison during the long wait for Metal. At least that's what she says. The boys agree and that could be that, but something's up with that sheriff. Suspicions have been raised.
2: I'm not asking about and I'm asking about this other person who Maggie saw on her train, who still is unnamed.
0: If you're asking about the elf, that's Ox. And he's never been a human, because he's always been an elf.
2: The other elf, she crosses her arms. In case you don't remember, there were four of you on the train. Yes, that- One of you, someone I don't know yet. I know you're traveling with Kian, because the name is written on this paper right here, and Maggie does not recall seeing Kian with you on the train. I'm asking you if there's a fifth person you're not telling me about, or if perhaps one of your two friends has been disguising themselves and sneaking around the jailhouse.
1: The boys are deep in their denial. She's ready to carry on with her offer. Go on over and fetch your man and hand us the rail line. And she says there's two other jobs waiting if they want some gold. There's been some trouble in the sands on the way to Paradise Prison out in the oceans. There's also an up and coming businessman named Aishon who's in need of an escort to Paradise, thanks to that danger. And he'd love some fighters on his side. Why is he going on a dangerous journey to visit prison? Well, he wants a tattoo from one of the finest tattoo artists in the world, and prisoner over there. It's an unusual place to run a business from, but that's somewhere for you.
0: Just putting it out there that... Is there a chance this Aishon is here to spy on us, try to figure out if we've been telling the truth?
1: Maybe so, but gold is gold. With the rest of their day ahead, the boys finish up business in somewhere. Virgil catches the boys up on what he's learned from Nico. Seems she tried her hand at saving this Rowan Sterling, too, and after he lost control over his bestial form and attacked her during their escape, she isn't so confident the man's alive. If I may,
0: would it be worse if he were out in the wilds, or if he was held in custody at Dawning?
3: I've been thinking about that all night. I'm not certain. I'm not sure why they would hold him so long in Dawning if I can put it frankly, is a drain on resources. And if they were simply willing to kick me out of the door on my wrongdoing, I don't imagine why they would be in such a rush to collect him again after th- all the trouble he's caused. Unless their intentions were... Well, not to keep him for long.
0: Well, let's put all the money on the wilds, then.
3: Indeed. Um...
2: If that's everything.
1: She helps Virgil find some books to begin his magic studies.
2: Free to find whatever I think is best. Do you have any specific titles? He just sort of looks at Nico a little helplessly.
1: (laughs) And Kian reveals his importance on his home island of Rusul. Seems someone was on the path to be representative. Very fancy.
0: And, um... Well... (laughs) Well... That just... I was kind of born because... My... Parents asked for a blessing from Eliakos, so I'm sort of supposed to pay that back sometime. And car's a paladin, so we met when I was quite young and she was quite young, and I went to go live with her while I was growing up and kind of learn a bit more about things I'm supposed to do, and then I Aileen and I have kind of taken a break.
1: Rest of the day goes by smoothly until our friend Ox gets a visit late at night from Nico.
2: I don't make threats eagerly. This is a promise. Do you understand me, Oxalis Camphir?
1: He nods.
3: I understand.
2: Good. Seems
1: she's still highly protective of our Virgil, commander or not. Oxa best not let him get hurt. She seems plenty strong when she held a blade to his throat. She drops off a note for Virgil, an apology for her lack of faith in Rowan Sterling, and with that, she's gone. So the boys head out with Aeson in tow, and before long, an oasis that shouldn't be there appears in the fading dusk. They leave him behind. Spy or not, he seems perfectly willing to watch as the boys go investigate, and a horde of monstrous little critters flood from the oasis like a swarm.
2: Repeatedly misses and misses and misses. And ox just is yelling wander. even
1: more the more Henry's arrows miss.
2: <laughs> Watch where Henry! Get him! No, Henry, over there! I oh, was
3: so no there.
1: Eventually, the oasis wins and drags Virgil in through the waters. Keenan and Henry, and finally a frightened ox soon follow. There they meet a strange, starry-eyed, stone-gray fae who's been stealing souls and has got to keep doing it until it can find a star, so it says. Find it that star and its wish can be granted, and its home, a river that once stretched far across the southern continent, will be returned. It asks the boys to hand over their stars, but they can't seem to find them.
3: He takes out two more rocks from his pocket.
1: I've got more rocks, but I don't... Mean anything to anyone else?
3: Maybe it just has to be a different sort of star.
1: A lot of people have troubles finding stars. I would know. Well, the the boys look around and they find some interesting things.
2: It's almost built like a temple of some sort, with ten pillars in the front. Winding up the pillars are what look to be dusty glass tubes that also go back into the empty space of the temple. If you look in, there's just an empty room. There are a few platforms that seem like maybe they could have, they could have been podiums or held statues, but they're just empty right now. And they're all made from the same very dark gray stone that the statue was made of at the, at the top. At the far end, you see the ruins of a machine, just like Virgil thought. So as you as you look over at the motor, most motors that you find from before the downfall lack the part that conducts the energy to the motor itself, which, if my googling was right, is called the brushes. <laughs> but this one, it looks like it, it has that part. It has those coils on top. Uh, that's extremely rare, you know. Yeah. For. Anything you would find in any of the ruins. Those parts are usually destroyed or assumed to have been lost to time. There have been a few found that you know of in recent history, but you've never seen it yourself.
1: Not sure what to do, they agree to find the star for the face so it'll stop its killing without really knowing how. It's a peaceful approach, isn't it? Keen and Virgil talk on their watch. Virgil's not so comfortable with the wooden stake Keen holds. It's great for killing vampires.
3: I mean you carried around a wooden stake key and that is cause for some concern. Wooden stake was never for me. So we don't need this anymore? You don't need this anymore? I don't think so. Right then. Virgil takes
2: out the wooden stake from his belt and just throws it into the water.
1: Bad idea.
2: You turn around to see the fey creature and it's holding a wooden stake and it lunges at you. Oh god. For the three is of it... you, you look back, you notice Kian is gone and the water vanishes. Are you fucking serious?
1: Without Kian and without any guidance, the boys continue to head over to Paradise to see if anyone there can help him out. Lots of information comes and goes from that place and Ox is especially interested. I try to bring A little bit for him if I could and sneak it in.
3: you were familiar with this person, then?
1: Yeah, we were, uh,
3: friends. He trails off and there's a smile to his face as he says it.
1: That friend of Ox is the tattoo artist Wiley Volt, a tall, quiet fear bulg with a cell covered in sketches, and a healthy dose of concern about the sheriff somewhere.
2: As honest as you can with her.
0: I assure you, we've been nothing but honest with Donna. Why would we lie to the Sheriff? You must understand, I have a reputation to uphold.
2: He doesn't look away from Virgil as you start to talk. Really, I think it's in your best interest.
3: He just buries his nose in his journal.
2: You're a not a good liar. I'm well aware of that.
1: Virgil and Ox get their tattoos while they're at it. Virgil and Orange Blossom, he says, matches that of someone he's close to. And Ox, some lovely stars across his face. And I think I'm going to take a break from these boys for a second. There's someone else he ought to meet.
0: Walking through the forest, there's a young drow woman. She's got a dark green kind of knee-length dress. It looks fancy, well-tailored. She's wearing a velvet, purple pack. Kind of hanging on the pack, there's a fancy bag, a teacup, little mess kit. She's got a Chatelaine on her belt that has a spell component pouch and a small tatting shuttle. She's also got a very, very large straw hat with a fairly short crown and a little bit of embroidery around the brim.
1: She was out in the oceans and she ran into someone y'all may know pretty well by now.
0: I'm Beatrice. Beatrice? Beatrice Toivo. What
2: was that? It said Beatrice Toivo? That would be my name.
0: It's polite to say your name after.
2: (laughs) Uh, name's Lachlan.
1: He guided her to Simone, who guided her to Ox, who she thinks can help her find a way to her sister, Ophelia. That's right, our Ophelia.
0: I'm getting married. I kind of would like all of my family in one place before I leave. Or just at least to meet her. If I may not be too presumptuous, uh, when you say that you want to meet her before you leave, are you marrying a Fae and you're going to go to a different plane of reality or something along those lines? Exactly.
1: Wait, really? Seems it's a family tradition, this arrangement. So after their tour of the tequila factory, the paradise is so famed for, apparently Lachlan is ready to be picked up. Our boys take their leave,
2: Trying to pull in other shit.
1: I'll do my best to stay out of trouble.
2: He leans back to get a good look at his face and leans down a bit. Very softly kisses him on the forehead. You should get going.
3: Ox
1: takes a deep breath. Yeah, I shouldn't take up too much of your time. Until they're surprised, their deal appears to pull through.
2: Uh, into a windowless room, a door on the other end, and that door opens. Lachlan steps out, dressed in the prison uniform.
1: As they head out into the oceans and discuss what to do, they seem to forget to keep watch on the man who may or not be Lachlan. In an instant, he vanishes. But they've got a more important missing man to find. Ox calls on Ophelia and asks for help finding Kean and also lets her know they've met a sister of hers. She doesn't seem so interested in seeing her. Fails to tell her, he intends to make a meet regardless.
0: Beatrice, she is lagging behind.
2: I don't know, 10 feet away. Oh, Ox, if looks could kill Ox. Oh
1: yeah. Things were tense. Ophelia Toivo doesn't love the good loves and she doesn't seem to hold much love for the Toivos either.
2: They don't need us, Ox, to answer your question. They don't get anything out of it, it's just a power play. And I hope, truly, Beatrice, that whoever your betrothed is, is good to you, and that it doesn't feel like you're just being traded around. But you are. No matter how you feel, you are.
1: But she holds plenty for Kian. So, with her fay touched guidance and a powerful portal-creating gate queue, they find themselves in the wilds. The woods there are dark and deep and, if you're a trusting sort, maybe friendly. A treant hands off a sapling for our boys to use as a dowsing rod to find the man they search for. Henry takes it and walks where it guides him, and walks, and walks.
0: And so he
2: does. You turn around and point it back the way you came and take a step forward. And you're filled with that feeling of confidence that this is the right direction you're going. (laughs)
0: Oh my god. It is uncomfortably similar.
3: So, are you just growing a tree as we go?
1: So, they give up on that quick and easy solution and focus instead on getting out of those dark woods. Finally, the sky is visible again, the branches cleared away, and they find themselves in a meadow, travel worn and tired. A day wasted. They decide to wait out the night before carrying on. Can't blame them for that. While setting up camp, Virgil decides to try out a new spell. Find familiar. Doesn't call his own, though. Interesting idea he has to summon Peony, the lion. Once Nico's familiar and a creature she claims she can't summon any longer. He casts and an archfey appears instead. The tracker. He wears a lion's mane mantle. Claims it was once Peony. And it was Mercy Kill.
2: But she was yours? She was her own. She had no companion, then.
3: She was beloved, and you would do well to remember that.
1: Maybe the Archfey pities the boy, or maybe he's just a helpful sort. Maybe he wants something
2: out of this. When the sun rises, it points sort of northwards down the meadow, towards the beginning of a grove of trees. You can find help there. Oh, thank you very much.
1: But with a path ahead, they settle down to watch. Henry goes first.
2: Um, it looks of... like, like bark skin, basically. That same kind of reddish color as the trunks and branches of that forest you're walking through.
0: Just seems extra myth. End.
2: Oh, <laughs> good to You all take your watches or go to sleep. You're woken in the morning by. Rather bright sunlight that rises and shines directly onto this meadow. And prepare for your morning at the spring court.
1: That's where we last left our boys. Waiting in the Feywilds. Lost. Where's Kian? Wish I could tell you, but I'm just gonna have to keep listening.
0: And the falcon Was a pretty